Hey guys, welcome to episode 41 of the Babes Talking Business podcast. Today we have Katie and Andy Mant, the founders of Blue Blocks. So this has got to be one of my favorite episodes. Now it's not a traditional episode of ours at all. We don't talk about their business journey or the evolution of Blue Box, although we seriously do need to get these guys back on and talk about that. But this episode is all about you and your health as a business owner, in particular, if you spend a lot of time in front of your computer or your phone working and exposing your body to high levels of toxic blue light. Like us, we work 100% online and sometimes you'll see us pulling, you know, 12 to 16 hour days and we're in front of a computer all day. And so this episode was amazing because they really explained to us the difference between good and bad light. So it's super educational. The guys do a very good job of helping us understand the sources of light that we're exposed to every day and what we can do about it and how blue light is compromising our health, our sleep, our energy, our hormones, and so much more. Now, you might not be a business owner. Maybe you're one of the many people at home right now. You're in isolation. You've got nothing else to do. So what is the whole world doing right now? I can bet our bottom dollar that you're at home on your phone or on your computer or in front of the TV more than you ever have been before. So whether you're a business owner or not, this episode is definitely for you. Now, What do you do when so many modern day health issues point to artificial blue light as a cause, yet so many products designed to address it are either cheaply made or not backed by science well? Well, these guys share with us how it's pretty ugly and that very few people are actually embracing light management. So what these guys have done is gone and created a company that flips all of that on its head. And um, what I love about Blue Box is they've created a world-leading advanced light filtering eyewear that's medically backed by science. And so after talking to these two, I am so excited for my very own pair to come in the mail. I've just checked my tracking number and it should be here in my hands in the next couple of days. If you want to get yourself a pair, and trust me, you're going to want to get yourself a pair of blue blocks over any other after listening to this episode, and this episode will help you understand why, make sure that you head over to the Blue Blocks website and you use our very own discount code BTB. You can also find all of the Blue Blocks details, their website, their Instagram discount codes, all of that in the show notes below. You can also check out our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com or our Instagram channel at babestalkingbusiness where we have loads of information including upcoming events later this year. And if you're looking at joining the team, if you're looking for something to do from home and online, uh, we would love to chat with you. And one last thing before we let you go is we're vlogging these episodes again, which is really exciting. So catch us on YouTube if you'd love to sit in our living room with us for this particular episode. So without further ado, we are so excited for you to hear from these two rock stars, Katie and Andy Mann. Awesome. We're live. Hi, guys. Hi, Andy and hi, Katie. It's so good to have you guys on the show. How are you guys doing? Good. Nervous. 
Oh, don't be, don't be. I'm not nervous. Over that. <laughs> I'm not nervous. I'm excited. Loz is nervous because she's scared because she doesn't know what she's about to find out. <laughs> Shani has been giving me all these little fun facts about blue light today, which I had no idea about. So I was really excited for our chat this afternoon to learn a little bit more about your guys' amazing business and product and some education you can have for some other entrepreneurs who obviously are working online like us. Yeah, totally excited for this. Absolutely. So um, I want to talk about a few things today. I mean, obviously our podcast is usually about business and what that journey's looked like and all that juicy stuff, but we kind of want to have a bit of a different angle today and actually educate our listeners and um, the people watching because so we're in a day and age right now where we are working online so much but on top of that for those of us who aren't working online we are just on our phones all the time we're on computers we're watching tv late at night and um and so I really want to educate people about what this is actually doing to our health and what we can do about it yeah wow that's a really open question so um let me let me start off by saying that um firstly it's, it's, thank you so much for having us on your show it's absolutely amazing um and secondly i think it's such a good platform because everyone that's listening to this is some way involved in utilizing you know their laptops being online um you know like you said watching television at night or exposed to artificial light now, the issue that we've um, that we presented ourselves is that we all, as humans, run off something called a circadian rhythm, okay? And this is sometimes called our body clock. And it's a mechanism in our body that allows us to tell the time and secrete specific hormones at the correct time of day. And these hormones and central clock system are all governed by light signals. So when you think about it from an ancestral point of view, we would have woken up in the morning by the sunrise, specific hormones would have been released that make us feel alert and awake during the day. And then as the day went on, we'd get different messages going to the brain until it got dark, and then darkness would signal a cue to the brain that it's nighttime, sleep hormones would be produced, and we would go to sleep. Now, what we've done is, in the 1800s, we invented something called the light bulb, and Thomas Edison um, released basically incandescent light. And this light was very high in red light, um, yellow light and orange light, and it did minimal disruption to our hormones, okay? Now, what happened in the early 90s was that these light bulbs um, were deemed as inefficient and expensive to run. So in the, in the capitalist economy we are, and um, all the science revolution that happened, we created something called LED lights. And what they did was they stripped out all the red light, which didn't impact our circadian rhythms and hormones, and they pumped it full of this, this stuff called blue light, okay, um, which impacts our circadian rhythms from a negative standpoint if applied at the wrong time of day. So what we basically did was, from the 90s onwards, we put a load of mini little suns in all of our um, technology, in all of our houses, um, and those little mini suns were telling our body clocks that it was midday all the time, mm -hmm. and basically keep stress hormones high, um, keep cortisol high, and then after dark, when we were coming home, watching telly, looking at our smartphone, those light signals were sending messages to our brain, still are, that it's daytime, that we don't need to produce melatonin, we don't need to get a good night's sleep. And then what happens is lack of sleep makes us feel sluggish the next day, it makes us crave um, fatty and sugary foods, makes us pile on weight. And when you actually look at some of the literature, poor sleep actually 
increases all-cause um, all mortality. So things like heart disease levels increase, um, mental illness like dementia and Alzheimer's can increase, um, weight gain becomes very easy, um, and anxiety and depression and stress levels increase. So what we're doing um, in, in today's world is that when we're actually devoiding our bodies of darkness, which is what's needed to restore and replenish, give us good sleep, make us feel alert and awake, but what we're also doing is we're wreaking havoc on our entire hormonal system because it's governed by light. So whether it's insulin levels, whether it's melatonin levels, whether you're um, you know, looking to get pregnant, um, melatonin, this sleep hormone, which is governed by light and dark cycles, can impact all of these factors. So I guess in answer to that sort of initial question, that's probably in a nutshell what we're doing wrong at the moment. Um, and the way you can fix that is that you can hack your light environment. So after dark, blue light is telling our brains that it's daytime, that we don't need to wind down, that we, we, we can be alert and awake, um, and we don't need to sleep. So what we need to do is we need to remove the colors of light that are telling our brain to stay awake after dark, which is your blues and a lot of your greens. And the way that you do that is you can put things like red light bulbs in your house after dark. Um, you can put salt lamps next to your TV to balance the blue light out. If you've got house lights on that are giving out that white sort of blue light, um, you can wear blue light blocking glasses. And this even gets as deep as, you know, if you open your fridge after dark, there's a light in there. And that is sending messages to your brain that it's daytime and to keep those stress level hormones high. Um, so it's quite funny. I always find it funny that blue light increases something called dopamine. Dopamine, which is your reward system. So dopamine is released from, you know, eating a really nice, you know, bit of food. It's released when you have sex. It's released when you take drugs, um, drink alcohol, things like that. Um, and blue light does the same thing. You know, the amount of blue light you get increases dopamine. So it's just, I find it quite ironic that it's in a fridge because you open the fridge up and you get this instant hit of like, wow, yeah, and then you play through with what you want. But um, yeah, there's, there's all those sort of hacks you can do um, because what you need to do is you need to actually deprive the brain of blue light after dark. So the correct messages to your body clock to tell the correct time and secrete the correct hormones can actually occur. So in, a, in essence, we are living in perpetual daytime um, and our body needs darkness or physiological darkness, which is the absence of blue and green light to actually grow and repair and restore. That's crazy. And it's kind of like it explains why people are so addicted to their phones. And yes, totally. It's, it's a dopamine hit, which is oh, crazy. Yeah, that hit every time you look at it, absolutely. How did you end up in this rabbit hole? Like, were you, did you used to work, were you addicted to your blue screens and you're wondering why? Like, how did you get here? <laughs> it's actually a really funny story. So it was probably about three and a half years ago, and it was the lead up to our wedding. Like most brides and grooms, you get on a bit of a health kick, you know, you want to look your best for the big day. Um, so we got into sort of finding the correct nutrition and the correct workout for us. And Andy, as you can probably tell, is a bit of a researcher and a bit of a science buff. So yeah, I'm a bit of a geek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be polite, but yeah, he's a bit of a geek. So we addressed our diet, addressed our exercise, and, you know, it got some great results, but there was something missing. Um, particularly Andy, he keeps waking up at night. Um, so we started researching it, and that's when he discovered that there was more to help than just eating correctly and moving more. Sleep was really important as well. So through his research, he learned about blue light, like he's just explained, um, and discovered these things called blue light blocking glasses. So he jumped online and, um, wow, gosh, I wish I had a photo to show you guys of the glasses that came 
They were literally orange safety goggles, like laboratory glasses. They were hideous. <laughs> they sound sexy. <laughs> wow. Um, so he said, you can wear these every night post-sunset. I thought he was mad. I honestly thought he was mad. They looked awful. And I thought, okay, it's one thing wearing them in the privacy of your own home. But what are you going to do when we go out for date night, go to the cinema, out for dinner? Anyway, so he started wearing them for a few months. And, you know, you saw some improvements to his sleep. Um, but... Because he continued to research, he found the evidence that sort of proved exactly what frequencies of light needed to be blocked to actually impact your health. And then that's when we found out that the glasses on the market didn't actually address those frequencies of light. They just did a portion of it. And not only that, but the glasses were hideous. They weren't even nice glasses, you know. They were actually like safety goggles. So I remember the day so vividly. It was when we were at our day job. Andy had just gone on his lunch break down to the gym because we worked together at the time. And he texted me and he said, oh, my word. There's a massive gap in the market for evidence-based, fashionable blue blocker glasses. And then we just thought, this is it. This is our business. Mm -hmm. So I was there thinking of names, Googling what we could call the business. He was looking into the science of it. And it literally just unraveled from there. That's amazing. And I can totally see how, like, it's such an interesting topic. And I don't think many people are educated about it. In fact, you know, like, Loz and I, we have a holistic online program and we have thousands of people who do this program worldwide it's all online so we so there's kind of like this responsibility on us that we really need to share this message because not only do we have you know over 10,000 people from around the world doing our program but then we have a team of about 3,000 that work online remotely from around the world and I just feel like we really need to get this message out there to people who do work online but also who just aren't aware of it and can I tell you a really funny story of how I got into the rabbit hole about this and found you guys <laughs> so my hubby and I we got back from Bali and something happened without did I tell you this so we got back and um something happened with I don't know it must have been raining while we were away and a, a light switch had tripped and um, we couldn't turn the lights on when we got home so we contacted the electrician to come and help us get it fixed and he couldn't come for about five days. So literally living in darkness. And so for the first few days, it was really frustrating. We were like, this is so annoying. Like we're living by candlelight and the, you know, the lights on our phones. And and then, you know, I'm familiar with um, Jack Cruz's work and it sort of came back to me. I was like, you know what? I've actually heard some really cool information about how living in darkness and, you know, going to sleep when the sun sets is actually really good for us. And so I'm jumping on Google. I'm in the dark and I find you guys and yeah, heard some really cool stuff that you guys have got out there already. And yeah, I was kind of like happy the electrician didn't come in the end because we were living in darkness there for a few days and I noticed a huge difference in my sleep. I also noticed that um, my my alarm, I would wake up before it. And um, I heard, you know, from you, Andy, how when the sun's rising, we should be walking outside and really just like watching the sunrise because the color of the sun and the light that it has in the sky is really good for our body clock to help us realize it's daytime. And just like, I was like, wow, this was meant to happen. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're absolutely spot on. And, you know, the, the, the best light to entrain your circadian rhythm is that rising sun because the, the frequencies of light that are contained in the sun at that time of the day 
will allow the brain and the pineal gland to release, um, sorry, the thyroid to release specific hormones and neurotransmitters. And one of those in the morning that you need is cortisol. Like cortisol should be seen as that jumpstart to your day. It's almost like that sort of cup of coffee that gets you out of bed and gets you, you know, alert and awake for during the day. But there's also two other important hormones that are released during the rising sun. And, and one is the initial hit of dopamine, which is the reward system to actually say, getting up early isn't so bad. Um, and the cortisol keeps you going. But then you've got something that's very, very important that can only be produced through sunlight in the gut, and that is serotonin. Now, serotonin is often called the happy um, neurotransmitter. But from a quantum biological perspective, what that does is it actually reacts with something called tryptophan, which is found um, in your diet um, after sunset um, to produce melatonin, which is a powerful antioxidant in your sleep hormone. So if you actually miss the morning sun and you wear blue light blocking glasses after dark, you may still not get the best night's sleep. It's almost this whole life story that has to happen from the moment you get up until the moment you go to bed. Um, and as I was saying earlier, the, the frequencies of light that are found in LED light sources. So this is anything that is emitting artificial light, like your office lights, your TV, your smartphone, your car headlights. We're just like staring at all these lights right now. <laughs> everything is sending a message to your brain that it's midday, okay? Mm. So you're missing out on all those hormonal releases that should have happened earlier on in the day. And if you don't, you know, if you ideally be watching the sunset as well because then that causes a decrescendo effect, which actually tells your brain, right, it's getting ready for darkness, let us prepare melatonin, let's reduce cortisol levels, and let's relax. Um, if you don't do all those things, and I'm not talking like an hour, two hours outside, this is like five minutes in the morning, five minutes at midday, five minutes at sunset, mm. blue light blocking glasses on, and then, you know, you're going to really, in train and sync that circadian rhythm, have the most optimal hormone secretion. And a, a lot of people don't actually feel there's an issue until they try these hacks, okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like diet, you know? Like, you know, you can eat a shit diet for, say, 10 years and not notice anything really that bad apart from, oh, I'm getting old, I'm getting a bit tired. These things take years and years to, to happen, you know? Like, you can see it, I guess, best in our children population, our millennial population, okay? So they have been given phones when they're four or five years old. Mm -hmm. And by the time they're 15 and 16, they've all got anxiety, depression, um, you know, they're getting things like, you know, we're seeing people with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and really extreme diseases in their 40s, when this stuff should be happening in your 60s and 70s based on, you know, um, past trends and, and analytics. So, you know, people need to wake up to the fact that this isn't just, you know, crazy Jack Cruz or crazy Andy Mack coming on a podcast and saying, you know, do this, that, and the other, and you're going to be okay. This is all scientifically backed. Like studies are out there that have shown this in humans. Um, they've shown the effects that it can have. They've studied, one of the biggest studies out there is the nurses study back in, um, I think, early 2000s, where they looked at hundreds and hundreds of nurses that worked various day shifts and night shifts. And, you know, they looked at nurses that work night shifts, which was like the worst thing you can do for your circadian biology because you're staying awake at night time when you should be sleeping and you're staying awake, um, sorry, you're sleeping during the day, which is the opposite of what you should be doing. And they found that all these women that work the night shift had, uh, I think it was a 48% increase in all-cause uh, mortality rates, any 48% chance of dying of any disease out there wow. um, more than someone that didn't work night shifts. Every single one of them, 100% 
had irregular menstrual cycles and longer menstrual cycles. Um, and I think 70% of them actually um, suffered or reported from feelings of low mood, anxiety, and, and depression. Um, and then they went on and, and tested them when they're back on their day shifts. And all these factors and, and triggers after about two or three weeks of working day shifts all went away because they were exposing themselves to the correct light. They were blocking blue light in this same study um, and they were managing their light hygiene correctly. So, you wow. know, you've, you've, you've only got to look at how life began. Life began from, from light, you know, like what is it that um, gives this planet life? And it's our sun. Um, and it's the, the darkness that actually causes any you know, uh, repair and, and, and mending of, of any of the damage that the sun may cause during the day. And what do we do? We, we you know, we're, we're, we're clever enough to produce artificial light, but we're stupid enough to live under it because we don't understand how circadian biology works mm. um, and really how much of an impact it's having on our um, biological systems. That's crazy. I actually, I was a registered nurse um, for about five years. I worked in theatre and I did night shifts. I worked, you know, all through the night when I was on call. And those lights, now that I think back to it, those lights are so bright and some of them flicker. And it's actually crazy to think that we've got sick people under that light. That doesn't make any sense. It's some of the worst, it really is. And, and the thing is, like, blue light is good and bad, right? Like, I, I don't like to come on and demonize blue light. It's the inappropriate management of that frequency of light that has caused us to be sick. Because blue light is present in the sun as much as it is in digital devices. But what the sun has present in it as well is invisible frequencies of infrared light and also visible frequencies of red light. And it's those two frequencies of light that actually um, repair any of the damage that blue light causes during the day. So whether you're looking at, you know, you're outside in the, in the sun, or you're looking at your laptop, computer, or smartphone during the day, that blue light, because it's so high energy, is always going to cause skin damage and cellular damage to the eyes. But what nature does is that it inputs infrared and red light into the sun that then restores and repairs that damage. Right. But what are we doing? We have basically taken blue light in isolation, stuck it into LED devices with no antidote, which is the red light and the infrared light. So we're getting all of the negative effects of blue light on our skin, which is causing accelerated aging. It's hitting our thyroid, which is causing major thyroid issues for women at the moment. And it's also penetrating our eyes and causing macular degeneration and digital eye strain. But because we're bombarding ourselves and overdosing on this blue light and not actually giving ourselves enough red light, we're getting this, this, you know, during the day issue of people having digital eye strain, strained eyes, headaches, migraines, mm. um, and then later on in the day as well, because it's phase shifting circadian rhythms, it's actually disrupting our sleep as well. And, and what happens if we can't sleep? We can't repair. Mm. So any of the damage that's caused during the day, our bodies can't repair it if we're not in that, that, that darkness or in that environment devoid of blue light after sunset. I, um, I just want to call out like the, the elephant in the room. Everyone at the moment is scared, right? We've got the world's in a period or a chapter where there's a lot going on. Yeah. I think the last thing we want to do is be like, oh, my God, stay away from all your screens. <laughs> but at the same time, like, what are some things that people are listening in, and I'm, I'm sure this isn't the first time they've been exposed to it, there's been talk of blue light. We know it's not great for us. What are some things that, like, everyday people can, like, small habits, what are small things they can do to change so they can really 
have a healthy relationship with their blue light. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. And that's the thing, like you say, you don't want to create that scaremongering mentality, mm, but the yeah. reality is, you know, we do live in a digitalized world and we need to sort of find some hacks to prevent ourselves from getting those diseases that come off the back of it. So like Andy said, getting outside as much as you can, that's a, definitely a simple hack. It literally takes, like Andy said, five minutes in the morning, five minutes at lunchtime and five minutes in the evening and that's something we've adopted and oh my gosh that in itself completely changes your mindset and makes you so much more positive it sets you up for the day and it's literally five minutes in the morning even if you can only do the morning that's a start you know and build up to the rest um obviously take regular breaks away from your screen that goes without saying i think everybody knows about that anyway it's been around for for a number of years but um Come evening time, if you can, put as much candles on as you can and turn off the main lights. Um, you know, ideally, if you if you can, a couple of hours before bed, not to watch TV and look at your smartphone. And, you know, if you're going to read a book, do it with some candle lights. But um, we appreciate everybody wants to be on their laptop. They want to be on their phone. They want to watch TV. And that's why we've got the glasses that you can hack that. But, um, you know, there are some some hacks that you do put on your iPhone. Andy's um, done a blog on it recently. Mm. You can turn it completely red. So it's not just the night shift mode. Yeah, that. that's that's my yeah. Yeah. Andy's going to get it for you so you can see. And that's a great hack. It's free, easy oh. to do. It's Oh, no, mine doesn't look like that. Shen made my screen go. <laughs> what? I, I made it brown with like yeah, a... Yeah. So things like that. You know, the obviously going to have. You know, ideally you want to be blocking the frequency of blue and green light that is known to contribute to bad sleep and health, but these are all measures that you can implement quite easily today. Cool. So I want to go back onto the scaremongering side. Let's do it. <laughs> Here so you could you can adopt all these hacks, right, to, to manage your blue light environment, okay? And these are all easy things to do. Um, and, you know, getting a pair of blue light blocking glasses that blocks exactly 400 to 550 nanometers, 100% is what you need as a minimum. But what if I told you that the opsin receptors that actually phototransduct blue light that was originally thought was in our eyes are actually present in all of our skin cells as well? So you could be yeah. in all those hacks and wearing your blue light glasses, but if your skin is exposed, like ours is now, after dark, to the wrong frequencies of light, that's going to impact your circadian rhythm as well and impair melatonin secretion. So that's why Katie and I biohack our entire house. So we only have red light present in our house. Um, so we've got our, our flicker-free red light bulbs um, in all of our house lights. We are fortunate enough that we can work by an open window during the day, so that's completely fine. And if we're watching TV, we're completely covered, um, so our skin isn't isn't showing, except for you know patches on our face, which is fine. So we want to minimize that risk. So mm-hmm. it's got to be careful that melanopsin is is actually found within the skin cells as well. Um, and yeah, I think the, the good first start is your blue light glasses. But you know, if you want to be yeah. extreme, then you've got to manage your entire light environment as well. So what about like um, red rock salt lamps, like all through the house? Is that something that would help? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It it would help to a certain degree if that was the only light that was present. Um, What we've got to remember is that the um, environment that ancestrally that we evolved under was devoid of blue and most green light after dark. Think of the campfire that people would have been sat around, you know, Um, and you'd get maybe some minor, minor blue from the stars and the the moon, um, but not enough to impact circadian rhythms because of the lux, um, which is the intensity of the light. Because the light's just reflecting 
taking off the moon and the stars are so far, it's not enough to impact circadian rhythm. So, um, you know, you could have salt lamps and things like that around your house, but if you've still got the television on or you're opening the fridge light or you've got other house lights on or you're looking at your smartphone, the brain can't tell the difference. So it will, yes, it will, it will prevent damage to your eyes and your skin because the red light will restore and heal and hence the um, increase in red light therapy devices. But what it won't do is um, correct circadian rhythms and allow them to function correctly because it doesn't matter if it's 1% of blue light at one frequency or 99% of that blue light, it's still going to send that same message to the brain that cortisol levels need to remain high because it's um, theoretically daytime according to the light environment. So, you know, you've you've really got to if you want to you know people want the sort of half half asked hacks on it then you know go to dr google but you know if people want to do this seriously then they need to biohack their entire environment which means um free things like getting outside during the day at those three points that i mentioned having red light in their house after dark um powering down digital devices about an hour before bed and having a bedroom that doesn't have any technology whatsoever in and is only used for sleeping and sex yeah and Let's talk about, I'd love to talk about, because right now there's like this trend online and lots of companies that sell um, like the the blue light blocking glasses that are clear. Um, And you guys, I mean, when I jumped onto your website, I saw that you you guys have those, but you also have ones with like a yellow tint and a red tint in them. I'd love to talk about the, you know, the, the craze that's online right now and everyone's selling blue light blocking glasses. What's the difference between yours, which are based by science and evidence and the generic ones that are out there at the moment? Maybe they'll run out soon because they get more from China. Yeah. And you guys are, like, you manufacture in Australia, so we're winning. (laughs) Um, No, it's it's quite a big bugbear of ours at the moment, and it's why we've created our brand to be putting education first because there is such a big message out there at the moment Mm -hmm. that a lot of people are thinking that clear glasses, well, for a start, are blue blockers. Now, Mm -hmm. the simple thing to determine whether they are a blue blocker, put them on. Can you see the color blue? If you can, how are they a blue blocker? It's not blocking the blue. If you can see the color blue, it's not blocking it. It's that simple. It's really that simple. So um, we've tested. We've got a spectrometer. I can never say that word, uh, which is a device that sort of... um, of, uh, detects the frequencies of light and we put a lot of these competitor glasses through this test and they filter down frequency of light and get this that isn't actually present in computers so they are called computer glasses that filter out light that isn't in your computer anyway so right. that's number one which is just mm-hmm. awful because I hate it because people are investing their hard-earned money yeah. in a product that isn't doing anything for the device that they're wearing it to protect themselves against mm-hmm. um, and not only that but I just feel a lot of companies are jumping on this latest trend um, yeah. and obviously you know we get it clear glasses are a lot easier to wear you know you blend in a lot more with the crowd wearing yellow glasses in the day and red at night of course it's a little bit different it's a bit out there but the reality is if you actually want to impact your health 
that is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So yes, we do have clear lenses, um, but we have specifically targeted the complete blue light spectrum that is actually present in computers, and that filters it down. And um, it doesn't block it. We don't claim that it blocks it. It filters it. So it's for people. Yeah, you don't want to block it during the day, otherwise you'd be sleeping. Um, so it filters it down for those people that are suffering from headaches, sore eyes, um, blurred vision, you know, the digital eye strain that you get if you're in the office during the day. And then we've got the next step up, which is the yellow lens for the daytime, which is the most optimal daytime blue blocker, um, which completely blocks the frequency of light needed to be blocked during the day that does target more than just the digital eye strain it does the anxiety and depression as well and then the sleep plus which is the red lens for after dark which um completely blocks the blue and green light like andy mentioned which is responsible for um keeping the cortisol high and preventing melatonin from being produced so yeah it is a bit of a bugbear of ours when we see a lot of companies jumping on the trend in in one aspect it's great because they get the message out there about blue lights and you know we commend them for that but the message is a little bit wrong and mm-hmm. you know we're quite passionate about seeing people actually improve their health yeah. um which unfortunately a lot of just jumping on the latest trend yeah you're not you're not going to block any blue light with a clear pair or a yellow pair of blue light glasses mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're computer glasses and they at best um you know like, like i guess the technology we've created in ours filter out the i guess the peak transmission of blue light that's found in these led um devices and at worst case scenario, which is typically about 99% of the ones on the market, focus on violet light, which isn't emitted by LED backlit digital devices. So you're completely wasting your money. Um, and, and the reason that these people get them and sell them as uh, computer glasses is because they've seen a, a, a sort of a trend and a spike in interest in these, these glasses. Mm-hmm. They know jack shit about quantum physics and quantum biology and how biophotons work in the human system. Um, and they just want to make a quick buck. And, and, you know, what we want to do is actually show that we've been knee deep in the research for a good four years. Um, we've read every single study that's been released on um, how light impacts us. And it doesn't come down to, you know, blue light's bad or blue light's good. It comes down to specific frequencies at specific times of the day. And this is why we always wanted to have three different types of lenses depending on one's light environment so they could utilize those to optimize their light hygiene and, and ultimately optimize their health, hormones and sleep and, and take completely take away the guesswork of you know what's good and what's bad when it comes to blue light glasses mm, so interesting and what about like normal sunnies like tinted glasses do they play a part in this at all yeah, this yeah they, they, they'd be good for you. Um, they, they'd be better for you than the computer glasses you're wearing um, after dark, that's for sure. But the thing is with um, sunglasses, and there's a double-edged edged sword with sunglasses, it's, it's a real funny one. Um, wearing them in the evenings would be better than not wearing anything, but it wouldn't be as good as wearing an optimal level um, blue light and green light blocking glasses because what sunglasses do is they basically block pretty much every color of um, light equally. So they still let in some blue, they still let in some green, they still let in some red because they're just bringing down the level of um, all the colors of the spectrum because that's what the sun gives out. There was an interesting study three months ago that came out, so you guys can have a bit of a sneak preview into that, um, that basically showed that by wearing sunglasses during the day, because they filter out a lot of the light from the sun, they're actually tricking our brain again from a circadian standpoint by saying to us that it's evening. Now, what's not present during the evening? Ultraviolet light. So our brain is telling our body that there shouldn't be any UV light present. 
And what are we doing when we wear sunglasses? We're sat outside under UV light, so our skin can't absorb it correctly. It can't transduct it correctly and synthesize it into vitamin D correctly. So what we're doing is we're increasing our risk of melanoma and skin cancer by wearing sunglasses outside. So go figure. Mine. It's mind blowing, <laughs> isn't it? Wow. And that will be in the public domain in about fifteen years. So <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Twenty thirty five is when you're going to That was so interesting. That was like what Anthony was saying in Bali. Like if you're out in the sun but you expose your whole body to it, you don't get burnt. But if you cover a certain bit. Do you remember him explaining that? I'm something to do yeah. with it, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the sun is interesting. So, you know, you've, I'm not saying to people, throw your sunglasses in the bin and go and um, sunbathe for seven hours a day. I'm not saying that at all. When you've got a correctly functioning circadian rhythm, um, you can absorb things from the atmosphere and, and the environment a lot more efficiently. Now, one of the things that is a, would create a correctly functioning circadian rhythm is being out in the morning sun for long periods of time. Now, what's not present at sunrise in the mornings? UV light. Mm -hmm. So what happens in the mornings? We, we create something in our body called melanin. Okay, so if you're, um, and it's probably a bad example because she's got a good circadian rhythm now, but originally she's from Wales. So they get like half an hour of sun every year. Oh, Literally oh. nothing. So um, she has very low levels of melanin, so she'd be very pale doesn't need to go outside long. If she's outside long, she will burn and she will be at high risk of skin cancer. Someone that lives, say, in Australia um, 60,000 years ago and now is on that bloodline of the um, you know, Aboriginal Torres, Island, Torres Strait Islanders have very, very dark skin, which basically means they have a load of melanin. So they can be outside during the day for long periods of time and actually handle the amount of UV light based on that latitude. Now, the good thing is, if you've got a functioning circadian rhythm, no matter what latitude you live at, you can actually build more melanin. Now, what melanin does is it protects you against UV, it filters it. Um, so what you do is you go outside in the mornings for an hour, hour and a half, and you lie in the sun or sit in the sun, and there's, there's hardly any UV, if any, present at all during that, that time of the day, and you develop this, like, base tan, as, as people call it. So you get browner and browner. And if you do this all year round, like, we sit outside and watch the sunrise every single day, rain or shine, and this is why we always have this sort of like glow about us. Um, and we find that now we can go straight outside, you know, in, in the afternoon, high UV, no sunscreen, no sunglasses, and do not burn at all. Wow. However, mm. if people miss that morning sun and don't build that melanin, they're messing up their circadian system, and then they're going straight out into UV with none of nature's protection, which is melanin. They're going to burn, regardless of where they, if they wear sunscreen or not. Because a lot of people think of it as like sunscreen's full of chemicals; it causes skin cancers. Well, actually, yeah. it's more of a circadian story. So, um, sunscreen inherently isn't that bad. Um, but if you're messing up your circadian rhythms, you're going to have to wear it. Whereas if you get a correctly functioning circadian rhythm, you don't have to bother with that nonsense. Isn't it funny as years go on, all these beautiful technologies that humans have made, we're just realising we're better off going back to basics in like every, every aspect. Really, yes, strip it all back. And um, it's just so simple, the way we need to live. But I think we overcomplicate things. I think the, the issue you've got is that um, cultural and technological evolution is outpacing standard biological evolution so you know we might be all fine with blue light in 10,000 years time but because technolo technology and culture is evolving at such a high rate um, and fast rate our human biology can't keep up with it so the more we're evolving the, um, from a technological standpoint the more we're devolving as a, as a human species so interesting that's getting deep now 
I love it. I know. And this is what we talk about all the time. So it's interesting. And <laughs> some of us, like, I think it because we are in a interesting time in the world right now, there is a lot going on. There's a lot of information. I think a lot of people turn a blind eye to this kind of stuff because it's just too much. So it's mm. interesting and it's good to have a conversation and make it accessible, but also really also dumb it down it's like okay so what can we do differently yeah it can be small changes it can be getting outside having good boundaries putting the candles on reconnecting with your loved ones at night get get away from the screens mm. and it's an easy fix though, isn't it, it is That's it is such an easy fix and a lot of it is free as well you know it's it's not about making drastic measures um implementing drastic change to your life or costly mm. things but they're free a lot of these things yeah. and they're easy to do you just need you know an extra 20 minutes out of your day to implement all of these yeah. hacks and yeah. it really does change your life, really does. So let's talk about, okay, so I'm really wanting to get my body clock back, right? And I'm sure a lot of people watching this are like, I think I want to really dive into this. What What are the things that I can do from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep to help my body get back into a really great rhythm? Yeah, absolutely. The worst thing that people do in the mornings is roll over and look at their phone because that's sending the message to the brain that it's midday and then your phase shift is clock. So you've already had a fail if you're doing that. So the first light your eyes need to, needs to see in the morning is sunrise, okay? You, you just have to see it, okay? And, and it, ideally it would be when it's um, actually coming up um, or it may be, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes afterwards. Either's fine, okay, because I know people have schedules. The issue comes in winter because we're now going to move into autumn and winter and we may be getting up in the morning before the sunrise, um, which means that we're going to have to switch on house lights. So this is why you have to do one of two things. If you're a guy, you're probably going to be fine because you can probably have the house lights on and put your blue blockers on in the morning because you're not putting makeup on. Um, Girls, you need to be a lot more um, astute and aware and cognizant of the fact that, you know, putting your blue blockers on in the morning um, before the sun rises, you're not going to be able to do your makeup if you want to if you want to wear makeup. So you've got to be looking at installing red light into, I'm not saying into every, um, you know, light bulb, you don't want your house looking like a brothel, but, you know, you can... You every can, hour is there, we embrace yeah, it. Yeah, we don't mind, you know, <laughs> People knocking at the door all night, so a bit of a nightmare, you know, we get through, you know, the biohackers. <laughs> um, uh, you know, just maybe having some lights that in the morning you can put on that are red or orange or something like that. And, okay. um that's probably the best thing to do. Like the worst thing you can do is look at that phone in the morning. I mean, I typically have mine, as I just showed you then, on, on that red. Um, and I even have it on red in the morning. So if for any reason I'm feeling a bit lazy in the morning and I just want to roll over and look at my phone, it's red. It's not going to impact me from a circadian rhythm standpoint. Red light has no impact whatsoever on uh, your body clock. So that's, that's what I do sometimes. But typically get outside in that morning. And people need to start taking lunch outside. Like what's the worst thing you can do for your um, light hygiene is actually eat food under artificial light. Um, studies have shown that when you're eating food under artificial light, the isolated blue frequency can increase blood glucose levels and insulin levels independent of the food you're eating. Wow. So what does that mean? That means that the food you're eating under artificial light is more likely to be stored as body fat than it is muscle or be processed correctly and macronutrient partitioned correctly. So eat outside. Um, studies have shown that eating outside the, um, has more of a, a, a macronutrient partitioning effect than eating under artificial light. So you're, you're less likely to store any energy you consume outside 
as um, as body fat. It's more likely to be stored as, as, as muscle and, and energy. So are we saying that, well, okay, so we're saying that it doesn't matter how well you eat, it's actually your entire health, whether you're trying to lose weight or whatever is happening there in terms of fat storage and body fat percentage, it actually has to do with the light environment that you're in and and where you're eating your lunch. That's just craziness. I love this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when you look at things, this is where the food people get it slightly wrong. So the mechanism in the mitochondria to produce energy is um, driven by something called adenosine triphosphate. So ATP, as people would, would refer to it as. Um, and it is governed. A lot of people think you eat food and that food is turned into energy. But actually, it's electron train transport that actually occurs in those mitochondria um, that actually drive the production of energy within the cells. And what actually facilitates and catalyzes that electron train chain transport, a bit of a tongue twister, is actually specific frequencies of light. So if you're under the wrong light when you eat, the energy levels and the energy production that you can actually produce in your mitochondria is impaired. And you can see that through other studies that have shown, like we just mentioned there, of insulin and blood glucose levels rising independent of what you're eating. And there was a really interesting study. It's a little bit off topic here, but when I get going, it's, uh, it's no stopping <laughs> it's no stop him, yeah. um, <laughs> There's two really cool studies, right? There was one that um, was, was involving Wi-Fi and microwaves. So someone put some food in the microwave in this study, right? They, they tested this a few times and they measured his blood glucose levels as he was standing by the microwave, probably a couple of meters away from it. And his blood glucose level rose to a like just below a pre-diabetic level. And as soon as that microwave was switched off, within half an hour, it returned back to baseline where it needed to be. And they repeated this with Wi-Fi and microwaves. So just being near to any kind of non-native electromagnetic frequency can impact how our body functions. And do you know what another non-native electromagnetic frequency is? Artificial blue light does the same thing. Oh if you want me for the next week, I'm just going to be sunbaking on the beach. I'm not going to work. <laughs> <Yeah. or anything. laughs> are back in fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Once you start on this, though, there's so much to yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, A absolutely. lot of info, hey? Okay, yeah, so we want to be waking up in the morning and yeah. just going straight outside, watching the sunrise, whether it's raining or it's a bright, sunny day, and just sitting out yeah. there for a little bit. Um, and then then we want to be protecting ourselves throughout the day from the blue light yeah. and potentially wearing the glasses. And then yeah, so the at night glasses, yeah. we've got the red light bulbs in, we've got rock salt lamps on, we've got candles on. No blue screens before bed. Blue screen yeah. free zone in the bedroom. Yeah. Watch Blue's- the sunset, have the candles yeah. on. <laughs> Romantic, eh? <laughs> I'm like, I'm down with this. I'm this is like, <laughs> that's just yeah I think they're really great um things people can start with and I know for myself when I was introduced to this realm um I was a little bit scared of it it was kind of like very hard to digest and so I kind of I knew about it so put it to the side but you guys have just delivered all this information in such an easy way to learn and uh yeah we're just so happy that you guys could jump on and share your knowledge with us thank you so much so yeah, anytime it's not a problem at all yeah andy loves getting out there and spreading the message <laughs> <laughs> so 
So where where can people find you? We'd love to know. We want to make sure that our followers can find you online or if they want to ask you questions, what's the best way to connect with you? Sure. Well, our website is blueblocks.com. So it's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. On Facebook, it's blueblocks. On Instagram, it's blueblocksofficial. And then our personal ones, um, Andy is I am Andy Mant and I'm Katie Mant. So reach out on any of those platforms and we'll gladly chat with anybody. It's so special to have you guys on. And like we said, this is usually a podcast. We thought we would Facebook Live so everyone can get a bit of a sneak peek, but we'll make sure on the actual podcast we put all your guys' links in the podcast notes so everyone can find you really easy. And get your glasses. Like, I'm excited to give these a go. So if you see me wearing some sexy glasses, it's because I'm being smart with my health. (laughs) Love it. Good stuff, guys. And we're definitely uh, definitely have to come back on again and talk about it more from a a business business. and growth perspective as well. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, Yeah, because obviously you guys are from the UK and you've come to Australia and I just would love to know the details about behind Blue Box with yeah, how you guys have built your business over here and we have to do phase two, number two podcast. Wow, what an amazing episode. I hope you're feeling inspired after that conversation and empowered to make some changes and choices in your life. Now, don't forget to let us know if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review. It really helps us know that we're on track with serving you guys and also majorly supports our channel. And you may even be in the running to be the shout out of the week. Every week on Instagram, we share one of our reviews with our network. So please be sure to leave your Instagram handle or your website in your review so we can share you with our amazing community. Community. If you head over to the link in our bio on Instagram at Babes Talking Business, you can get access to so many of our goodies, including the link to our bib shop. It's a crazy cute online merchandise shop that donates 100% of profits to a non-for-profit charity every month. So head over and check out who we're donating to this month and get yourself something super cute to wear. You can also find in our Instagram bio our books. You can get your hands on Life Above Zero by Lauren Kerr or The Four Year Career with Shani Thompson. Both super easy reads and incredible books to help you expand and evolve in even deeper ways. Now, don't forget to head over to the show notes. You can check out any of the links or the books or the references we mentioned in this episode. And before we go, we just want to say thanks so much for being here, for committing to being the best version of you and for showing up for you today. You are freaking amazing. Now, If you think that there is someone in your life that could really benefit from this episode, while you're feeling super inspired, please hit the share button and send them this episode right now. And the reason we're asking you to share the love is because you get what you give. And the more that you give and inspire, the more you get in return. Head over to www.babestalkingbusiness.com to check out all of our other podcasts. And we just want to say we are sending you so much love and we hope to see you soon.